People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Welcome to this edition of V Radio, brought to you by me. That's Neil at revolutionbroadcasting.com. Hello to Blog Talk Radio listeners as well. If there's any uh, technical problems with the show, please feel free to go to revolutionbroadcasting.com and tune in there. In any case, um, 
today. I'm going to be talking about my experience at the Libertarian National Convention. Um, in addition, I'll be talking about a subject that came up quite a lot in debate while I was at the uh, Libertarian National Convention. And the question that you'll need to ask yourself is, are you freedom crazy? <laughs> It'll all make sense in a minute. But I'm going to take a brief break, so after these messages, we'll get this show started here on revolutionbroadcasting.com. Still playing around with the old media? The works we're playing, you don't even know. Are CNN and Fox any better online than they are on TV? You're right. I could have told you that. Afraid so? I can't compete with you physically, and you're no match for my brain. In this corner, the old media! Some piece of crap doesn't work. And in this corner, the world champion, Revolution Broadcasting! <laughs> I'm Brian Green, independent candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. In Congress, I fight to protect the Constitution and to ensure limited constitutional government. This is Brian Green, the Freedom Factor, at www.briangreenua.com. Senator Gravel's update to his classic fighting commentary on today's society, Citizen Power, is a sobering assessment of today's woes. More troubling is the fact that little has changed since Gravel first put pen to paper 36 years ago. In fact, according to Gravel, in most cases the problems have only gotten worse. Gravel writes, most Americans today are frustrated and confused. They are told by everyone that they are the richest people in the world and the world's freest nation, yet they see poverty in the midst of plenty and continued erosion of their civil liberties. People are tired of liberal promises and conservative game plans, which offer the rhetoric of hope, but in reality, merely protect and perpetuate the status quo. Now the people want to be in power. Support Senator Gravel in his efforts not only to clean up Washington, but to give you the power to build a better nation. Get your copy of Citizen Power now at citizen-power. US. Chris Sire laying it down for Revolution Broadcasting. I'm running for Congress in Nevada District 1. If you want freedom, better vote for me, son. A bloated government is losing its clout like Gwen Stefani. I have no vaccine, guns, and butter overseas. We'll leave us eating macaroni and cheese. These beats are stale, and my rhymes are thin. Don't make in my campaign, and I'll never rap again. Now pay attention, because I'll only say it once. I'm done with Ron Paul, and I'm done with Carl Bunch. David Isbell plays the track. Kelvin Atkinson is Now let's bring down the evil empire. Open up your wallet and donate to Chris Dyer. Peace, 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 peace. Yo, 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 bring that beat back. I want to shout some holler down. And GOP, what's up, party people? Props to Arden Osborne in the NLA. Daily Paul, down with you. 
Mandy Beamer, Jim Forsythe, all the sneaky hippies in New Hampshire. Las Vegas meetup! Neo at ronpaulchat.net. Chris Robertson, Andrew Brownson, all my homies at the GOP. I'm Chris Dyer, and I approve this message. Broadcasting.com, your only source for news, politics, talk radio, and more. We need your help. We are a user-donated site. We must continue to report news and information that the mainstream media will not report. Please help us to keep up that fight and make your most generous donation today to www.revolutionbroadcasting.com. That is www.revolutionbroadcasting.com. Help us continue this information war and to educate people around the world on the truth of what's really going on around them and what we can do to stop it. Again, your support and your donations are always appreciated. Thank you. Hi, I'm David Ruprecht, host of Supermarket Sweep and a member of the Libertarian Party. You ever wonder why Republicans increase big government and Democrats waver on social issues? Well, maybe it's time you shop around for a new party. Libertarians work towards smaller government and lower taxes. Libertarians also take a principled stand on social issues, believing that you best know how to run your life. Check out the Libertarian Party. Socially tolerant, fiscally responsible. I am Blake. And I am Mike. Are you ready to be responsible for your actions? Are you ready to be responsible for the content of your mind? Vigilante Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Helping to create a more vigilant population. Because in the end, my friends, only you are responsible.
I'm Dr. Murray Sabrin, and I approve this message to legalize freedom. While our nation's at war and our economy staggers, we need conservative solutions to these serious problems. Here is the Sabrin solution. First, we must secure our borders from foreign terrorists and illegal immigrants. Next, we must secure our economic well-being by getting government off our backs and out of our wallets. And finally, we must secure a first-class education for our children. I'm running for the United States Senate from New Jersey. Please join me at murraysabrin.com. Democracy, a government by the people, especially rule of majority. A government in which the supreme power is vested in the people and exercised by them directly or indirectly through a system of representation usually involving periodically held free elections. In the United States, we have a representative democracy. This means that we elect representatives and empower them to make laws which run the country. Each and every election day, we give away our power to these representatives. It's the power to make laws. Lawmaking is the central power of government. It is by making laws that the government acts or reacts. But what if you don't like the laws? We have a democracy, right? Won't my representative act in my best interest? That depends. It depends on whether it's in their interest. Remember, they have the power, and you gave it to them. Is this fair? No, not really. But what if you could participate in the process of lawmaking? Only the Congress decides which laws to consider, and only the President can sign them into law. So where does that leave you? Nowhere. You don't have any power, remember. You gave it away on Election Day. What if we could have the same power of lawmaking? 24 states and several other countries allow laws to be passed by initiative. The National Initiative is an act and an amendment to the Constitution that allows you to participate in the process of lawmaking. It gives you the same power as the government, the power to make laws. I bet you're thinking, but what if you make a bad law? What if you pass something totally unconstitutional? The Supreme Court is there for just this purpose. We too must abide by the courts, and we are only another leg in the system of checks and balances. But what about Congress and the President? There's no change there. The National Initiative does not change the way the representational government works. Laws can still be passed by the government. The National Initiative does not replace this process. It adds to it like adding a third house to Congress. We, the people, will have the same power as the Congress and the President. Is this fair? You decide. You'll have to, because Congress and the President won't do this for you. It's not in their interest. It gives you power. So if Congress isn't going to pass the national initiative into law, and if the President won't sign it, how will the national initiative ever happen? The Constitution was created by the people, and if we created it, we can change it. So it's really that simple. We, the people, vote for the national initiative, and when a majority of Americans say yes, it becomes a part of the Constitution. 
It couldn't be simpler. So is that fair? You decide. You'll have to, because nobody else will decide this for you. The Democracy Foundation, a nonprofit organization, has an undertaking to register your decision. Named after the first constitutional convention, which took place in Philadelphia on September 17, 1787, Philadelphia II is the constitutional convention of the people. On the National Initiative website, you can vote for or against the National Initiative. Sounds easy, doesn't it? After you vote, your vote will be manually verified to ensure accuracy. Still sound easy? It's an immense undertaking, but there's no other way. We hope you visit the National Initiative website and decide for yourself. www.ni4d.us All right, we're back here on B-Radio. I'm going to be reporting once again, as I said, on my experiences at the Libertarian National Convention. That's right, somebody who is actually there, not somebody who's spending all of their time talking about what they think might have went on. I was there in the trenches the whole time. And um, what I can tell you is this. Uh, basically, um, I was rather disappointed with the outcome, and it has not really much to do with Gravel. It has a lot more to do with the fact that um, there were people in question, i.e. Bob Barr, Wayne Allen Root. Um, one of the things that I found out about that whole thing was that the key to the Libertarian Party's nomination is travel expenses. Um, if you can provide travel expenses for your delegates, or your delegates happen to be people who have the money to get there, you win. It doesn't matter what you do at that point. It doesn't matter your principles. It doesn't matter what your voting, uh, voting record is. All you've got to do is get more people who want you in there, physically there, and you win. Uh, we fought for a lot of the delegates, but the vast majority of the delegates that were there were already decided as to who they were going to be there with. Um, I know that that sounds really harsh, but that's really the truth of it. Um, there are people, for example, who are not in my camp, obviously, who supported either Mary Ruart or supported Christine Smith, who agree with my assessment because we were actually there. Um, it's not to say that other people are not qualified to have opinions on the matter, but it would certainly lend a lot of credence to whether or not they had any idea about what was going on if they were actually present. Um, I would have to say after reading Christine Smith's article, I completely agree with her assessment, and I spent most of the convention with her um, and Mike Ravel. Um, I usually find it a little funny that Christine Smith supporters don't like Mike Ravel, because she does. Um, Christine Smith actually had originally stated that she was not in any way going to be a vice presidential candidate, but if Mike had won, this, uh, won the nomination, she had made it clear that he was the only candidate with which she would serve as a vice president. Um, and I, I find it interesting also that when people talk about whether or not they have the right to judge whether or not Mike Gravel is in fact a libertarian, or more, well, they have the right, but do they have any real information to back that, that opinion on? I would say that Christine Smith certainly has the the right information to do so. She got to know Mike very well, and she feels he is, in fact, a libertarian, and certainly more of a libertarian than somebody that would vote for the Patriot Act, would vote for the Military Commissions Act or the Iraq War Resolution, or even after he supposedly has reformed and he joined the Libertarian Party, lo and behold, his uh, political action committee, as I reported on my last edition of E-Radio, um, well, they funded a lot of candidates, you know, Republican candidates, who were running against libertarians, um, and in fact, beyond just running against libertarians, um, he funded candidates who went on to do things like 
renew the Patriot Act, continue to fund the Iraq War. Uh, this information is all available on government websites. It's nothing new, and we circulated it on the floor, and I think that that's one of the reasons why you heard the booing on C-SPAN when Barr's little parade walked in front of the camera. Unfortunately, the people who opposed Barr could not unify in one candidate, and that's where you have what we have now. Uh, the Ruart people, uh, the Phillies people, everybody said that if it came down to it, a choice between Gravel or Bob Barr, they supported Gravel. So even the, the floor, meaning the people who actually spent the time there, regardless of who they went with, all agreed that they felt that Gravel was far more libertarian than Bob Barr would ever be. Um, however, it didn't come down to that. Mary had a lot of strength behind her, a lot of supporters, and um, she had quite a few votes. Um, but when the time came, um, the, the support just did not come together as one whole. There were a lot of people who couldn't get behind Mary because of the issues of child her positions on child pornography. Um, although we all agree that um, that issue is basically blown a bit out of proportion, it doesn't change the fact that the media would eat it, up, you know, eat it alive. Um, there were a lot of people who didn't want to didn't want to believe that. They really have a lot of admiration for Mary, and I respect that. But real, you know, realistically, if Mary Ruart was the nominee, I mean, on that very same day. The day of the nomination, they had already started to publish newspaper articles about uh, her positions on child pornography and started to look into the possibility of labeling the Libertarian Party as the we want to legalize everything, including child pornography party. And that's really dangerous. Um, George Phillies did a, you know, did a lot of good at the convention. Um, I got to sit down and talk with him quite a bit. I would say that he was, in fact, a solid candidate. I just think it was a question of he had taken speech classes and such and really had gotten into giving his message more effectively, but it was kind of too late at that point. Um, he had a good, solid, strong, I'd say 30 to 32 delegates who basically stayed with him the whole time. Um, Mike Gravel's people, uh, the only people who got any payment as far as travel expenses were his family, meaning like himself, his daughter, and his granddaughter, his wife, um, and his direct staff, which was comprised of about three other people got any kind of travel expenses paid for by the campaign. Uh, the rest of us basically had to fundraise, and I want to take this opportunity to once again thank my listeners for giving me the money to come forward and to be able to support Mike Gravel at the Libertarian National Convention. I couldn't have done it without you. And I feel that was completely honest. I do think, however, that calling up delegates and asking them if they can get to the convention and those who you say no, you tell them that, uh, you'll put them up in a hotel and give them transportation to the, you know, to the event in the event that they will vote for you. That, on the other hand, seems rather immoral. People wanted to hide behind the idea of, well, did he break any party rules? But that still uh, is shady with me. It's not against the rules, but it's not against the rules for the same reason that some of Mike Gravel's people were brought there. They were brought there because they, you know, were his immediate family and staff. Um, there's, you know, Christine Smith, I believe, helped somebody get to the convention as well. Um, all of the other candidates did it a little bit, but a little bit is a hell of a lot different than essentially 100, 100 plus people that have been paid for. Now, most of that can't be confirmed, but an awful lot of people feel that way. Um, so, in any case, um, for those of you who heard the North Virginia Patriots show earlier, um, Ray felt the need to mention me by name, so I will mention him, him by name here. Ray is not happy with the message that I've given here on revolutionbroadcasting.com. Um, more to the point, uh, he frequently either misrepresents me or flat out lies about the positions that I have. 
Um, the fact of the matter is, I'm not going anywhere. And um, regardless of what it is that he wants, you know, as you can see, see in the chat room here, he says, I don't belong on the network. And, well, to be honest, I just don't agree with him, and my listeners don't agree with him, so I'm not going anywhere. That's just the way it is. Here I am, and I'm not leaving. No matter how much he hounds me, no matter how much he personally attacks me, I would also point out that this is the only time that I've ever brought anything like this up because I've done my best to try to ignore him. I've done my best to try not to talk about him or his show. I left the North Virginia Patriots show as quietly as possible in an attempt not to allow anything like this to happen. Uh, he does not seem uh, interested in any way in just letting it go. So I have cleared the air on that issue. Um, I have been threatened uh, by Ray, more specifically, to be kicked off the network. Um, and there are a lot of other things that have gone on below, you know, behind closed doors. I would ask you not to blame any of this on revolutionbroadcasting.com itself um, and just to let the issue do exactly as what I'm going to do. It's kind of a matter of, a matter of mind over matter. I no longer mind because he doesn't matter. Um, I'm here for you, the people, whether you be Ron Paul supporters, Mike Gravel supporters, members of the Libertarian Party. Just as long as you're freedom-minded, I'm going to be here to report the news as best as I can. So keeping all that in mind, um, you can look forward to hearing more from me here on revolutionbroadcasting.com and blogtalkradio.com. And I will continue to preach my message however long I want to because Internet thugs don't rule my life. Now, all of that waste of time aside, once again, I want to thank all of my listeners who have supported me this long, including the ones who told me uh, that they would leave this um, they would leave this network in the event that I was, in fact, kicked off the air again. But anyway, um, the, the issue of the arbitrary number when it comes to the, um, uh, what am I going to say here, the age of consent that they have brought up, um, the, the issue with the age of consent is that you need to come up with a reasonable number and then go from there. I do feel that there should still be oversight by the judges when the issues of the age of consent are brought up. The judges need an opportunity to, you know, to intervene and see what things really went here. But in any case, I'm going to kind of ignore him from now on and get back to my show. Um, my show today is talking about a couple of concepts. And most of it, first of all, is still going to be about the convention, and I'm going to get back to that here. And then we're going to talk a little bit about what does it mean to be, as I put it, freedom crazy. When you get to a point where you've applied libertarian principles so much that you start to defend the rights of others to infringe on the rights of others, that's where I think you really need to take a look at yourself. And that subject, fortunately enough, only came up about once at the convention. I was very, 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 very um, happy with the fact that all the libertarians I talked to, regardless of what kind of candidate they followed, were a hell of a lot better at communicating libertarian principles than the people here. And I also found out the libertarian movement is a hell of a lot bigger than Ray or Hoot's position on it um, and, and or the, you know, any chat room that's got less than 16 users in it or 30 users in it or whatever the case may be. Um, there are a lot of people who come from very different angles when it comes to this. I had a great deal of luck talking about the National Initiative. Um, and you know, once we actually got past the nomination, people were less, you know, were more likely to listen, I guess. Um, and I think that it looks very likely at some point in the future that a system of referendum could very easily be adopted into the libertarian platform um, because of the fact that we are not getting what we want as libertarians out of representative government. 
that's obvious. It repeats over and over and over again. Um, we basically, we hire people, those people, they, we give our power away to them, and um, then they in turn turn around and they do things that uh, we certainly wouldn't want them to do. Some people are worried about the majoritarian rule concept. The problem is, is I am far more worried about a minority of elites running my life than I am about freedoms that the majority of people can in fact agree to. Um, it's really not that it's really not that complex, um, but anyway, um, despite the posers, you know, who basically sit on the sidelines and talk about libertarian principles from the outside, um, I'm really, you know, feel now that I have a much better grasp on what it means to be a libertarian, and basically. Uh, no, I didn't attack all of you. Just a clarification for the listeners. Um, what I did say, however, is that the movement is a hell of a lot bigger than the chat room. And uh, in any case, um, what I saw that disappointed me was that there are still some issues that come up in other political parties that were still present in the Libertarian Party. Uh, Christine Smith had taken a stand on the issue about child pornography. Um, another thing that I might add that despite Ray... Um, <laughs> Despite Ray's position on Christine Smith, for some reason his candidate, who is a lot more versed in libertarian principles than he will ever be, uh, did not support Mary Ward's position on child pornography, does support the, uh, the, does support the national initiative, and has volunteered now as an activist to continue to spread the message of the NI4D, and does in fact think that Mike Ravel is in fact a libertarian. So I defer to her logic on that, meaning the candidate that he himself endorsed, if he doesn't like that, that's his choice, but it does kind of prove to me more than once that sometimes people just disagree just for the sake of disagreeing. Um, and sometimes people get blinded by their angers or their jealousies or their insecurities, and then they just don't think straight. But anyway, so now I want to talk about whether or not people are going to be or are freedom crazy. Uh, the issue is this. And this only came up once, fortunately enough, at least this one particular instance. We had an uh, individual who walked up to George Phillies while I was talking to him, and he said, you know, I am against the fact that we have added to our platform a position that gay marriage should be allowed. George Phillies kind of looked at him like, huh? You know, and everybody else at the table also looked at him like, huh? And he said, well, you know, we should not force employers to have to accept, you know, uh, the marriages of other people who they don't like. And you know, basically, if they don't, you know, in any way approve of the concept of gay marriage, they should not be forced to do this. And, you know, I said, well, you know, I, I'm basically uh, of the opinion that um, in most instances, if it's really going to be an issue, that the employer should, in fact, have the right to just not employ people, you know, if they feel that it's morally wrong for their, you know, their lifestyle. But I do still, I would personally think that's bigoted, but I don't think we should be making laws to prevent people from firing those people. But... I do feel it's kind of funny when libertarians eat their tails. And he looked at me kind of um, questioning, like he didn't understand what I meant. And it comes back to a couple of other instances that it, we had discussed once on uh, the various shows on this network. And um, one of them, for example, was the issue of slavery. I got into a heated argument once about the issue of um, slavery and uh, was told that it was wrong for the government this, this told me by a supposedly libertarian person that the government was wrong for intervening on the issue of slavery. 
as in he was defending the rights of people to own other people, okay? And, and when somebody thinks that they're a libertarian and then they defend the rights of other people to, you know, to own other people, then I think they really need to look at themselves because that's what I mean by eating your tails. It's like you're essentially you're, – you're so worried about freedom that you get to a point where you're starting to defend the freedoms of people to infringe on the freedoms of other people. Slavery is not in any way libertarian. Whether or not it was constitutional at any point is kind of irrelevant. When we're discussing the issue of libertarianism, um, slavery certainly does not fit the bill. And I'm going to go back at some point and play that show so that some of you people can listen to the ridiculousness that was brought up on that show. But for the me- in the meantime, just to stick to the point, there was another argument about whether or not we should in any way have, I think it was, um, oh yes, whether or not we should protect children whether or not we should have uh, child protective services, you know, that it's wrong for people to intervene in other people's parenting. Um, it, the, the problem with this concept is, once again, it's a situation where the, the rights or privileges, or it's just the life, liberty, and property of the children in question is being harmed. Okay, so the idea is, yes, some, ma- some serious mistakes have been made, with um, life, you know, when it comes to issues of children and you know, children's protective services, I know because I was a victim of it. But I also know an awful lot of people who were saved and protected. Children cannot protect themselves. It's that simple. They cannot protect themselves. Who is going to stand up for them? In Ray's world, he said, "I don't know, but it's not going to be me." Okay, so apparently nobody. The question you need to ask for yourself at that point is, um, so who does? Do we just leave these children alone? You know, in the Free Media Networks chat room not long ago, I was talking about this subject, and they were talking about protecting the rights of parents to determine how they're going to be parents. And I agree with that until they start raping their children. But then the issue always comes up, well, we shouldn't intervene because we might get somebody who was innocent, so therefore we should just let these things go on and not do anything about it, because after all, nobody has a right to interfere in anybody else's parenting. Okay, that's nuts. And that, that's where we get into the freedom craziness that I'm talking about. You know, just how far do these freedoms go, especially when you're starting to infringe on the rights of others with your own freedoms? I remember when I was driving home on the bus from the convention, one of the subjects that came up was a guy who was kind of angry that he couldn't smoke on the bus. And it occurred to me as I'm sitting there listening to this guy, because I had just gotten back from the convention and I was, you know, had a lot of this stuff in my head. And I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute. This guy is upset that he can't smoke on a bus full of people who may or may not want him to smoke in front of them. So now at this point, he's arguing that his rights to smoke up a room that other people are in are being infringed. So tell me, does that make any sense? It doesn't make any sense to me. I do believe in rights, but when it comes to, you know, especially to a smoker, they chose to become a smoker. They chose to do that. And when they smoke, sometimes it either offends or chokes the people around them. So are, should we force those people to put up with it? What they do in the privacy of their own home, I'm all for. They can do whatever they want at that point. But when, you're, when your rights and privileges start to infringe on the rights and privileges of others, that's when you start to run into a completely different situation. Some people seem to think that they would rather have absolutely no authority whatsoever, ever, that there should be no authority. Okay, well, if we don't do anything about it, then 
and who gets to decide? Is it decided by what would be done, say, in an anarchist society? Or are we going to ostracize this person, et cetera, et cetera? That can work sometimes, but I don't think it's going to be effective in some of these other issues. You know, and honestly, you know, after talking to people about this a lot, uh, I, I looked really hard at this. And all the libertarians that I brought these things up with, except for that one guy, um, totally thought that the concept was ridiculous. That, yes, in fact, the government, the right of the government to intervene on behalf of people's freedoms is appropriate as a libertarian. Absolutely it is. Grimnir, somebody who I don't always agree with I, you know, in the chat room, wholeheartedly and clearly defined the point. Was that, in fact, the government when acting to preserve the rights of others, has the right to initiate force. Think about how slaves were kept. Slaves were kept completely by force. Force was initiated against them to force them to live in the situation that they were in. The, the non-aggression principle was already violated when they were made slaves in the first place. And to maintain it, to maintain those principles... You have to hold them in bondage. You have to punish them in order to keep them as slaves in the first place. Seriously, people, think really heavily about what you're talking about because eventually you're going to run into a situation where your own obsession with freedom becomes an object to hinder freedom. I looked at it very heavily, and I see that too much, you know, too much government you know, especially when backed by fanaticism, it's fascism, and it's evil. I also feel that too much freedom, when you take it to the point where it, it essentially, you know, it, it, you know, totally eliminates logic, is equally a tool of evil. You have to make a balance, and most libertarians believe in a balance. They believe in some government. The problem is that government has in many ways been abused, and we have to address that. But that doesn't mean we just turn off the whole thing. So, in any case, um, think about whether or not you're freedom crazy. Apply libertarian principles to the day-to-day -day things that are in your life, and then apply them to the different subjects that we bring up as libertarians. I'm going to take another quick break here, and I will talk to you guys when I get back. Still playing around with the old media? The works you don't even know. Are CNN and Fox any better online than they are on TV? You're right. I could have told you that. I'm afraid so. I can't compete with you physically, and you're no match for my brain. In this corner, the old media. It's a piece of crap that doesn't work. And in this corner, the world champion, Revolution Broadcasting. Don't forget to visit www.revolutionbroadcasting.com for the very best in news and commentary on the issues of the fight for freedom. Unfortunately, the free press is free. So if you like what you're hearing here at revolutionbroadcasting.com, don't forget to throw us a little chicken. Congress for Canada voted to pass military commissions to reauthorize the U.S. repatriation both which have abridged the freedoms we cherish. 
It is for this very reason we are losing our freedoms. I'm Brian Green, independent candidate for Congress, and I approve this message. In Congress, I'll fight to protect the Constitution and to ensure limited constitutional government. Visit Brian Green, the Freedom Factor, at www.briangreenusa.com. Senator Gravel's update to his classic fighting commentary on today's society, Citizen Power, is a sobering assessment of today's woes. More troubling is the fact that little has changed since Gravel first put pen to paper 36 years ago. In fact, according to Gravel, in most cases, the problems have only gotten worse. Gravel writes, most Americans today are frustrated and confused. They are told by everyone that they are the richest people in the world and the world's freest nation, yet they see poverty in the midst of plenty and continued erosion of their civil liberties. People are tired of liberal promises and conservative game plans, which offer the rhetoric of hope that in reality merely protect and perpetuate the status quo. Now the people want to be in power. Support Senator Gravel in his efforts not only to clean up Washington, but to give you the power to build a better nation. Get your copy of Citizen Power now at citizen-power.us. Chris Dyer laying it down for Revolution Broadcasting. I'm running for Congress in Nevada District 1. If you want freedom, better vote for me, son. A bloated government is losing its clout like Gwen Stefani. I have no doubt in guns and butter overseas. Believe us eating macaroni and cheese. These beats are stale and my rhymes are thin. Donating my campaign and I'll never rap again. Now pay attention because I'll only say it once. I'm down with Ron Paul and I'm down with Carl once. David Isbell lays the track. Kelvin Atkinson is Now let's bring down the evil empire. Open up your wallet and donate to Chris Dyer. Peace, 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 peace. Yo, 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 bring that beat back. I want to shout some holler down. NGOP, what's up, party people? Props to Arden Osborne in the NLA. Daily Ball, yeah, with you. Andy Beamers, Jim Forsyth, all the sneaky hippies in New Hampshire. Las Vegas, meet up. Neo at ronpaulchat.net. Chris Robertson, Andrew Brownson, all the homies at the GOP. I'm Chris Dyer, and I approve this message. Give 
piece of Jesus. Everybody's talking about corporate censorship, corporate censorship, party censorship, partisan censorship. Why? Why are they afraid of the truth? Ripped off, ripped off. I want to let you say what I want to say. Power to the people. Piece of Jesus. Power to the people. Power to the people. Give peace a chance. So I want to let you say what I want to say. Power to the people. Give peace a chance. Power to the people. Power to the people. Give peace a chance. All right, we've got a caller here on um, Revolution Broadcasting. I'm going to activate him here. Caller, you're on the air. How you doing? How you doing? Hi, is this E-Ted? Yeah, this is E-Ted. How you doing? Hey, hey. Not too bad. How's the sound on your end? Um, I'm, I'm getting a repeat. Getting a repeat. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I haven't been able to figure out how to handle that. So, But anyway. Well, I'll do what um, I can. Do can man. <laughs> That's fine. What is it that you are wanted you hearing, to say? You no, are I don't hear it at all. And I know the listeners don't hear it either, so you're fine. <laughs> okay. okay. So what did you got to say? Um, well, I, I, I don't know exactly what the entire uh, uh, argument is, the debate, or whatever you want to call it, but uh, I... I I'm trying to find this. I think I found a quote. I got something for a couple of things you were talking about, and I found out that I have these same issues myself, and I feel like I'm what I heard. I'm on your side. Right. What specific uh, ones? First of all, the smoking thing. Uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be blunt and not be very diplomatic. I'm just gonna say what I think personally. I think smoking sucks. And I don't consider it a right at all, any more than anything else. If you do it in your own home, that's one thing. But out in public, it's a public health concern. You know, right. it's, I don't care what they want to say about how it doesn't cause cancer. That's ridiculous. It obviously does cause cancer. And you can't be in a room with a bunch of people and smoke them all out if they don't want to smoke. It's just wrong. Right. You know, and no, if, if smokers were more uh, fair and, uh, what is the word, uh, considerate about their smoking practices, maybe it wouldn't have come to this. They haven't behaved that way. They want to throw their butts around like the world is their ashtray, you know. I mean, they want to blow smoke in people's faces. They, want to, they all light up at the same time. They lost their right to do it in public. No, so that's I agree. How I feel about that. Feel about that. Well, yeah, and I don't think that we should be hindering anybody in the privacy of their own home or in a way like that isn't going to harm anyone, like outside. But well, if yeah, I'm if they the, want to harm themselves, that's okay. I mean, I've had to deal with that before. You're in somebody, you know, you're in somebody else's house, and you know that one person lights up, and then everybody lights up, and then I end up being the guy to walk outside just because I don't want to choke to death. Now, mind you, it's his house, so he absolutely has the right to do that. But you see what I'm saying. If you're on a bus or in a car or something, like, you know, you shouldn't be forced to have to put up with that. And, you know, it, it kind of goes right down to the same lines, even as Ron Paul pointed out, about pollution rights. You know, you have the right to burn, or I guess, or do whatever you want with chemicals on your own land as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. But the minute right, that gets right. to my yard or into my lake or into my air, then we're going to have a problem. You know, and... That's one of the reasons why it's, it's funny to me, too, is that some libertarians are really paranoid about the, uh, the environmental movement because there are some people who are using it to their own, you know, their own devices. I still think pollution is kind of stupid. Would you agree? 
Well, it's it's uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. Right. You know, you know, I think it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's stupid necessarily. Really, I don't know if that's the best choice of words. It's certainly not a good solution. is a bad thing in general. Now, what are the other issues that you had? Um, the uh, discussion about liberty and slavery. Um, I know that, see, I'll just tell you right now, I have a sort of a, a, a slanted point of view, maybe, because I work at... Uh, let me ask you a question real quick about this repeating thing. I mean, I keep hearing it. It's driving me crazy. I'm, I'm, I can live with it, but are you hearing the first one or the second one? I'm not hearing either. Uh, you sound great on my end. We just can't... You, okay, so you I'm answering it? you at the right time. Right. I'm yeah, not, it sounds not, fine. The conversation. Okay, then you hear the you hear the initial, the initial signal. Yes, I okay. do. Okay. Um, the thing about it is, I work at uh, the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and Museum Complex in Springfield, Illinois. Okay. And I get people. Well, it started a while back on Ron Paul forums. I mentioned something. I don't, I don't remember what. I remember. All right. I, I heard uh, Ron Paul say something to the effect of the Civil War didn't need to be fought, and I agree with that. Uh, but but uh, I heard him say on to Bill Maher that he was against it. And so I got into a discussion on Ron Paul forums about, uh, you know, slavery and so forth and the Civil War. And, and uh, one thing led to another. And the next thing I know, I'm arguing against the idea that states can succeed. And, and I, I, I believe I was having this argument with these people. Ron Paul was definitely not before states seceding. And Madison himself said it's a one-way street. If, if a state wants to secede, all the other states have to agree to let them go. They must not take arms up against the federal government. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just, at some point we have to draw the line and say, you know, we came together for a reason. And if we keep, if we keep splitting apart over all this, it's just ridiculous. Why, why even have a government then? You know, and if they're, if, they, if they're against socialism and they're against anarchism and they're against democracy, which I also don't even get me started on that one. But, you know, it's just, what are they for? They want complete and total rights. The only complete and total rights you can ever have in freedom is anarchy. You know, and I am an anarchist, but I don't believe it's a governmental system, I believe it's socialist. You know, right. but I don't. I don't want to get into that too much. I want to talk about the liberty thing you brought up and the vis-a-vis uh, -vis slavery. Now, this is what Lincoln said about it, and I love the way he put it. We all declare for liberty, all of us. But in using the same word, we do not all mean the same thing. Some, the word liberty may mean for each man to do as he pleases with himself and the product of his labor, while with others, the same word may many mean for some men uh, is to do as they please with other men and the product of other men's labor. Here are two not only different but incompatible things called by the same name, liberty. And it follows that each of the things is, by the respective parties, called by two different and incompatible names. Liberty and tyranny. Now, you know what he's talking about there, the state's rights. Either the rights of the individual, as Ron Paul said, or the rights of states to decide what individuals should have the rights. Right. Right. It's as well, simple you know, as that, and I don't understand why we're we're always hurting cats when it comes to this. 
You know, it's it's funny that, you know, like, like you're saying, a lot of people don't get it. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about the Civil War, and I'm not even going to necessarily justify the Civil War. It, it, it's an issue. You know, I understand what was going on in the Civil War, and I understand a lot of the people that acted right. to stop slavery didn't really care. But, but it's just quiet. Right. But when we get to a point where we're going to say that it's not libertarian to stop slavery, you know, it, it, was it constitutional? No, it was constitutional to have slaves. Um, but, but is it libertarian to stop slavery? I mean, the concept, that seems pretty friggin' obvious to me. My God, slavery is the exact well, yeah. opposite of libertarianism. So something had to be done. You know, the means by which we think about it obviously needs to be done. You know, we need to talk, we need to talk about that, and I wish there wasn't a violent you know, answer. We all know that that's not what the war was about, but I've got to tell you, if I lived in those times, I'd be willing to go to war to free some slaves. You know, that's not why it was done, just like, you know, we didn't go to Vietnam to really help anybody, and we're not in Iraq to help anybody now. I'm not naive. But that doesn't change the fact that when, once you get to a point where your libertarian ideals of anybody should be able to do whatever they want also include that anybody should be able to do whatever they want to someone else, then you've moved into a completely different category. And of the course, right don't to swing your fingers ends where my nose begins. Exactly, exactly. And it, when you think about slavery as an institution, what you have to do to enforce slavery, think about that. There is so much to that. Okay, you're holding somebody against their will. You've probably taken them out of their homes and away from their families. You're mistreating them in most cases in order to keep them slaves. You're beating them, killing them, raping them. You know, come on. You cannot possibly defend this institution from a libertarian perspective. And if you've gotten to the point where you're willing to even entertain for a moment that slavery was ever justified, then you've really got to take a look at yourself. And that's what I was worried about when it comes to being, quote, unquote, freedom crazy is that when we start to get into this, it's like, you know, like I said, on freemedianetworks.com we had a debate, and people were trying to say that, like, you know, intervening on the behalf of sexually abused children is an abuse of the parents' rights as parents. I'm like, what? Wait, do, do, are yeah. you listening to yeah. yourself? Do you understand how ridiculous that sounds? You know, yes, and they get ridiculous. all mighty. And that's, I know, it's, been, it's, you're like, it's like you're talking to a cult, or, you know, cult member or something who thinks that that stuff is okay. Yeah, I'm sure the Warren Jeffs cult, you know, in you know the the Mormons would be more than happy to explain to you why it's their right to sell their 14-year-old daughters off to the you know to the elders of the church, and you know, of course, then of course they have sex with them. That's perfectly fine to them, but it's not libertarian, for God's sakes, you know. And right. We're not talking about Tom's rights, right? Or even exactly. libertarians' rights. Right. We're talking about individual rights. Right. That means exactly. everybody's got them. They're inalienable. They're God-given. Yep. You know, I've been told you can't that I'm... You can talk I'm, about your own rights. I've been everyone's told that I'm, everyone's right. No, it's everybody's rights. You're absolutely right. You know, and it's just, it's totally, <laughs> you know, it, it's screwed up. It's a no-brainer. People tell you that you're the one who's confused. They say that you're confused if you don't agree with their position, that you just don't understand libertarian principles. I'm sorry, where I come from, libertarian principles didn't include things like slavery. I'm, I'm sorry, where I came exactly, from, libertarian exactly. principles didn't include things like raping your children. I mean, come on. So that's, why I, that's why I read that quote by Lincoln about liberty. About liberty. Talking about libertarian yeah, liberty. liberty. Right. That's what he said. What he Some said. people believe that liberty means their right to decide that somebody else should have liberty. Liberty. <laughs> Absolutely. And they actually thought that. that. <laughs> 
I know, I know, I know. You know, and I, I you didn't know, count. It wasn't like it wasn't like the Confederacy was going to uh, say we're fighting for slaves' rights to have slaves. Why didn't they just say that? No, they decided they were going to say something that sounded a little better than that because they know that's wrong. They know that doesn't sound good. You know. So, you know, you, you have uh, Jefferson Davis, who was a senator, who went to Lincoln and said, let, let, let my people go, blah, 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 you know, let my states go, let us go, peace. And Lincoln said, no, you can't do that. You know, that's not how it works. That's not how our government works. And so he left. And he said, you'll have to fire the first shot, and they did. And they did. Well, that's, you know, whether that actually happened or not is questionable. And I'd have to say I do, because I like the Swiss form of government, I, I respect the right to secede because I think that that's one of the best ways to ensure that government is fair. If you don't like what's going on, you should be able to secede. In Switzerland, if you don't like a law that's passed, you can secede your entire property, which means your backyard, your front yard, your house cannot be part of Switzerland if you want. But it, it's a question of whether or not you're going to continue to allow this sort of thing to go on on a statewide level. And I, you know, honestly, though, when it comes to this, it, there are some things you would think would be within the, the basic human decency, you know, that we don't need to even have an argument about somebody's right to own another human being, for God's sake. Okay, so was, was the whole thing about just being able to be, do you really believe that? Uh, no, I don't. I do. But I'm just. I'm pointing out. Uh, they, were, they, were too, they knew they were wrong. They weren't going to say we're going to fight a war for slavery. No one was willing to say that because it's wrong. Um, you know what? Um, because basically, uh, people are already. Did, did you just hear me a minute ago say that I, I do agree that slavery was not the main cause of the Civil War? Did you hear me say that? Well, it, uh, you, you did hear that, right? No, I'm not talking about as you. If, as, if, as, if, as if there was a button you pushed that caused war. As if there was one switch. Right. But, you know, okay. I mean, there is no one reason. reason. There's never one reason. reason. Uh, South Carolina and, and, and Georgia were problems from the beginning. They used to be penal colonies, I read. Right. So, of course, they wanted to be free and on their own. They were prisoners at one time. And descended of prisoners. Did That's where they sent get... everybody they didn't want to have to deal with. Now, it came, the roosters came home to roost, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it, they, they reluctantly went along. I mean, some people say they didn't go along with the Continental Congress. But, you know, uh, at some point something happened, and we were the United States of America for 60 years until Lincoln was born. And then we were uh, the United States of America for a while during, during his entire career, and his career was elected president. Seven states decided to secede immediately upon the election result. Now, you know, he had no right to free slaves. Um, and he even said as much. The president cannot change the law in our governmental system. But Only Congress can change the law. Now, by firing on Fort Sumter, they gave the president the right to confiscate their property because then they were rebels killing American soldiers. I'm out of time, Ted, so I'm going to have to go. But um, there's an interesting part in the book Citizen Power, Chapter 12, that talks about the reasons why the Constitution did not have had slavery in it in the first place. I urge you to take a moment to read it. Um, I have read it on some of my past shows that are archived, if you'd like to go back and listen. But uh, slavery was one of the reasons why we don't have citizen initiative right now, because the slave owners wanted to protect their ability to keep it, because 
activists such as Ben Franklin were trying to get slavery moved from the Constitution before it was even crafted. Just something to consider. Um, thanks yeah, for I don't doubt that. Unfortunately, I'm down to my I'm down to an hour only block right now. Um, but I look forward to hearing about this more and talking about this more with you, Ted. With any luck, you'll be around well, for my next after my show. Got an idea? You want to come on my show tomorrow night? What time? Uh, I start at nine Eastern. Eastern? No, 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 no. Ten Eastern, nine Eastern, Central. Central. I can try to make it. You take care. Thanks for listening to V Radio. Okay. Okay. Well, that's it for V Radio today. I don't know who's supposed to be taking over the stream, but uh, in any case, I will talk to all of you later. Um, I'm going to go out on a song, and with any luck, whoever's supposed to be on next will uh, step up. And if not, then I'll continue my show here, but my blog talk radio show is finished for today. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah.